And now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby. Well, Molly, we're going to finish Proverbs chapter 1 today. Mm-hmm. And we left off last time where? Turn at my reproof. And the Lord will pour out his spirit and make mm-hmm. his words known. Actually, wisdom's talking there. Yes. Wisdom says, if you turn at my reproof, I'll pour out my spirit and make my words known to you. Really cool stuff. It really is because, um, and then in Proverbs chapter 6, it says that correction is the way of life. Mm. You know, so we're ending this section here by just bringing, bringing to light the importance of embracing correction in our lives, mm-hmm. which is never easy. No. You know, and uh, not for any of us, but pre- I think correction just needs to be practiced so that when, you know, God brings an adversary in your life or God brings a friend in your life, it says mm-hmm. the, the wounds of a friend. Are faithful. Yeah. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy will destroy you. Yeah. You know, so you've got to be really, you know, discerning when God brings, you know, that rebuke, reproof, mm-hmm. or correction in your life. You know, do you spurn it? Do you run away from it? Do you Mm -hmm. get jealous and envious or bitter towards Mm -hmm. the person that's giving you the correction? And Mm -hmm. I think if, you know, if our listeners and ourselves would just take a moment and think back into time and, you know, all the things, what what has really, you know, unnerved you? What has made you mad and angry at Mm. what someone has said? That pushes your buttons. Yeah. Mm. I think we got to always find, okay, so maybe they're wrong in 90% of it. 99%. 99%. Take the 1%, mm-hmm. agree quickly with your adversary, learn from it and move on, and then you grow. Didn't Fenelon say something about that when he was talking to someone in one of his letters? I feel like he addressed that. Are you familiar with it? I am. Um, I think that's in one of the dialogues of Fenelon. Yeah. Yeah. Fenelon had a lot to say that I don't like, actually, about <laughs> suffering silently. I'm sitting here with a broken wrist, Yeah. and I don't suffer quietly very easily, but Aww. there's no... Re- in this, I don't think, other than I shouldn't have been writing a... God just needed to give him a break. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, broke my wrist in three places. I was riding a rip stick, they call it, <laughs> which is like a skateboard only on two wheels with uh-huh. a split in the center of the board where it goes both ways. And I had, I was down in Kentucky and I had thought I'd mastered it. I was going all the way around like the Ooh, kids were. Pride and... goes before a fall. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, I want a different co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, you did say you thought you mastered it. <laughs> yeah, when it board went out from underneath me oh, and I man. landed on my wrist. And, In all seriousness. <sighs> Monday, I got to see the doctor. He's going to tell me whether it's surgery is necessary, which I know he's already going to mm-hmm. tell me that I'm going to have to do surgery, which I'm not looking forward to. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so okay, so I, I was corrected. In fact, I was I was at a place, a little restaurant, and this lady looked at me and she goes, how'd you break your wrist? And I shared it. She goes, you're too old to be doing (gasps) that. Yeah. She goes, I'm just going to tell you straight out. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. That's that's terrible. Okay, but back to Proverbs. So we're talking about correction. If we heed correction, this is so important. This, Mm -hmm. you got to get this. If we, if we're willing to turn Mm -hmm. at, at God's reproof, the word reproof is proven wrong. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We're, Someone kind of like says, hey, you know, this is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. it, in marriage, I think it happens, mo- it could and should happen mostly in marriage. God mm-hmm. brings two people together. Mm-hmm. You, there's some strife and we should be able to speak the truth and love to where the other person is being corrected. Mm-hmm. We're correcting each other into becoming more and more in harmony with mm-hmm. the submission that the 
Trinity has, the Godhead has, you know, the submission and love for one another. It's perfect submission in perfect love. That's beautiful. Yeah. I was thinking about something like that the other day <clears throat> with the whole, like, there's marriage, but then also there's friendships and everything that you can have, too. And we were talking about, like, iron sharpens, sharpens iron. And I was thinking about sometimes, like, when we're tempted to look at other people and maybe think, like, whoa, they're doing something so amazing. And, like, you know, that should inspire something inside of us that makes us want to be like that. But then I was thinking, like, if we all fulfilled that, like, in the body of Christ, if we fulfilled that effectively, which at Lamplighter there are so many different types of people serving in so many different ways, ministering, and it's been really encouraging to see that this semester. Um, but the goal is not, like, I'm going to be like Sarah or I'm going to be like Mark or Rainey or Rebecca or whoever it is. Um, the goal is that we're all emulating Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it's Christ in us. And so we're together both working on pressing towards that image, which is really cool in a marriage relationship like you were talking about, but even also any other friendships yeah, that we have. It's the same. Is you're both working towards the same common goal. Yeah, yeah. And so when you see them and you see those things that inspire mm -hmm. you in them, it's like that's Jesus in them. Yes. In fact, I think that's what in, when people come here for tours, mm -hmm. which we get very often, mm -hmm. I think they the takeaway is I've never seen people love and serve each other so much. Mm -hmm. That's what we have here. I think what is most important here at Lamplighter isn't the books that we publish, mm -hmm. the audio dramas that we produce. I think it's the love we have for one another, yeah. which is extraordinary. I mean, it, it, it takes a lot. And, you know, it doesn't take a lot to love one another. It, it takes a lot for us to make sure that our relationship is right with Jesus. Mm. That allows us to be right with one another. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, it can be so easy to love someone when things are going good. Mm -hmm. It's hard to love people like how Paul talked about, the selfless, not self-seeking or envious or boastful. There's like a, a true, very pure sense of love that God's like kind of been teaching me about. Like what is love for someone? How do I show that? How do I display that? Because it's not like like my first semester, there was someone who drove me a little crazy. And I was like, God, please help me with this. And I was convicted one day. You talk about reproof. So I'm sitting there with my friend and we're eating supper all together. And then I get up to go and I take her plate. And um, she's like, are you going to take so-and-so's plate? And I was like, yes. <laughs> well, actually, I looked over her. I was like, he leaves his plate all the time without like touch, without anyone like moving it. He just does it. And she looks at me. She's like, so you're going to move my plate because you love me. But you're not going to move his plate because you don't like him. And I was like, oh. <gasps> No. Wow. And just hearing her say it, I was like, I didn't realize that what I was, that's what I was doing. Wow. And so then I was like, whoa, I really need to show love for this person because that's terrible. That's not oh, love. Because she's like, it's easy for you to love me. She's like, but now you show love to him because that's that's love. And so then I picked up his plate and I was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. But yeah, so that was something that God was growing me in. Yeah, thanks for picking up my plate, by the way. <laughs> it wasn't you. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it was. No, I know, I know. But in yeah. all seriousness. But how did you handle that reproof? Oh, I was so convicted. It was it Just was convicted rough. or were you mad? Well, I was mad at myself because I hadn't realized it. I hadn't seen it. But not mad at the person who told told that to you? No. Wow. Well, so that's cool. Just because I know she loves me mm. a lot. And, I mean, I was being So it's easy to terrible. receive rebuke, rebuke or reproof from someone that you know that loves you. Yeah. Easier, but not from someone that might be your adversary. So that's like a – so I think, yes, 1,000%. 
I also think it was easy because that was a small thing. It's a small thing to grab someone's dish. Mm -hmm. I, I, was, I was being a little bit selfish because mm -hmm. I was being like holier than thou, which was wrong. Um, but if it were something more serious, like maybe he was insulting me or something or called me giant or something terrible because <laughs> I'm a tall person, you know. But if he said something like that and I was like – so, and then my friend was like, go give him a hug. <laughs> I'd be like, no, thank you. <laughs> like – you, you don't tell me what to do. Like, uh -huh. it depends sometimes on the scenario and how deeply the sin is in it, too. So so I've been in, in the Lord for 43 years now, and I think I'm, I think I'm getting it more than I ever have. Mm -hmm. So I think when I, um, an adversary comes into my life, which God seems to bring in on a regular basis, you know, not all the time. I mean, like, at least annually, mm -hmm. someone will, it could be like, you know, a... a a builder, you know, they're they're building for you. Mm -hmm. Someone's pouring concrete in my basement. Next thing you know, they're going to charge me, you know, several thousand dollars more unexpectedly. You got to deal with that mm -hmm. situation, and then you get into this like, you know, conf not confrontation, but you're like, I, I I'm learning to just speak the truth, the raw mm -hmm. truth to people. Say what you mean, mean what you say, but I'm realizing that not everyone can handle that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I I, I had a situation. Um, Oh what! Oh yeah, this was really something. I uh, I had a um, uh, one of the builders was here at, at Lamplighter Campus, <clears throat> and I hired him to do some work. Hmm. And he uh, charged me f more than I thought he should have. Hmm. He um, it was this was really something. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. So it was a small part, twenty five dollar part. And uh, he charged me $50 for the part. Mm. And when he opened the part, it was um, it still had the price tag on it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, $25. Uh -huh. But on his bill, it showed $50. Yikes. You know, and so I I went and just showed it to him. I'm like, hey, um, did you, you know, was this a mistake or was this purposeful? Mm. Because it was purposeful, you know, we just, I just need to, I want to be able to have a, yeah. I'll be able to trust you uh -huh. in our relationship because I, I want you to do more work for me. And he really was mad. Oh, wow. Yeah. He got so mad that he went and undid everything that he had accomplished that day. Mm -hmm. He had worked for like eight hours and he went and took everything out that he did, mm -hmm. got in his truck, drove away. And uh, left me with the part and said, keep it. And uh, and he was gone. And I, I was thinking like, and he was like, you'll never see me here again. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was huge. And so. Had he here, just not been confronted like that before? Well, this is, I had to think through this whole thing because. Right. So uh, was this me? Did I do something wrong? So here's a non-Christian, unsafe right. person, mm -hmm. and I'm dealing with him like I thought was biblical, mm -hmm. you know, just mean what you say, say what you mean, mm -hmm. you know, speak the truth, you know. So here was an obvious, you know, he he charged me twice the amount for a part mm. that I thought was, you know, it, this was wrong. I thought it was actually dishonest. Mm. And so I felt very much in my right to confront him. Mm -hmm. And this is what he said to me. You know, I, I, I didn't, I couldn't sleep well with it because I, I just felt like this something's wrong here. I just I so I I spoke the truth to this person, but I lost a relationship. Mm. Okay, I lo not only lost a relationship, I lost the builder for the future, and 
um, I lost any opportunity to share Christ with this guy in the future. Mm. He's never going to listen to me give him the gospel after this. And so I'm thinking like, okay, so Lord, is do I have anything to repent about here? Or is this, this totally on this guy, right? Mm-hmm. So this was one of those things. Agree quickly with your adversary. Mm-hmm. You know, what part of this am I being confronted mm-hmm. with something? Because mm-hmm. something's not right. I have a split relationship here. And so is there anything I can learn from this? And mm-hmm. so I went back to him um, and I said, hey, look it. I went to his house and he came out and I said, hey, look it. You know, I want to be able to have a, a relationship with you long term. I want to be able to, you know, hire you for other things. I said, but I, I, I want to be able I want to be able to trust you, too. So this is what I saw. Help me to understand your side of it. He said, sure. He goes, he goes, I increase the cost of all of the materials on the bills that I charge because I want to consider my gas. I want to consider my, you know, my insurances. He goes, I add to all my bills to cover all of my other unseen expenses. Um, and I said, okay. And I, he was speaking the truth to me. Mm-hmm. So it was a matter of his, that's the way he does business. Mm. And so I said, well, you know, the next time you bill me for something, just, you know, put down the materials, what they cost, and then just say, and, this, and these are the, uh, the additional charges. You charge 20% extra or whatever it is. I said, that'll, that'll be more beneficial to me. And he said, I'm not going to change the way I do billing because you don't like it. So he, I mean, he's mad. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, okay. Well, you know what? As long as I understand that's what you do, I said, I, I can accept that, and I apologize. I apologize because I I kind of like am trying to tell you how to live your life and how to do your billing and your mm-hmm. business, which is none of my business. I just I needed to understand it, and um, he didn't give in at all, mm. okay? He's not a Christian. Yeah. He didn't give in. And so I could have, with my prideful attitude, I could have said, like, you know what? I don't need people like you working for me. So I'm, you know, we're going to cut my losses here and we're just going to separate and go different different ways. But I, I really sense God was telling me like, you know, such were some of you. I mean, this mm-hmm. is not this is not worth severing a relationship over. You know, let's, uh, you, you walk away humbly with this. You learn a lesson that you can't use biblical principles on the world. Mm. You know, I can teach Christians this. I can confront, I can confront you. If you did something like that, I can confront you and say, hey, this is what I saw, Molly. Mm-hmm. You know, help me to understand why you did what you did. Mm-hmm. And we could talk it through. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can impose your Christianity like this on mm-hmm. the world. I, I, I learned a very valuable lesson. Yeah. And today, this has been over a year and a half later, um, he continues to do work for us, and we have wow. a very healthy relationship. That's really cool. Yeah, and the gospel is now open. Mm-hmm. So, But let's look at the text and see what it says, because this gets a little scary. It says this in verse 24. Um, so this is after, if you turn, if you're willing to turn, mm-hmm. this is what God says will happen. Because I have called and you refuse to listen, verse 24, I've stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. This is wisdom speaking. Because you have because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. So there it is. Mm. Everyone that's listening to this, God brings counsel into our lives. He brings reproof into our lives. Mm-hmm. Being proven wrong, changing the way we're thinking. Um, catching a moment where, um, you know, we don't always have to be right. There's some people that are always thinking they have to be right. Right in sec- in Second Timothy chapter four, I believe it is, Paul talks about, or it's either that or Titus. 
Paul talks about the gainsayers. Mm. Do you know what the word gainsayer is? No. Anti-logos. Oh, anti-logic? No, anti-word. Whenever you say something, I'm always going to try to refute it and prove you wrong. Oh, gotcha. It's people who are not willing to accept, you know, if they get proven wrong a little bit, they're like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to prove you wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. they're always defending themselves, Mm -hmm. okay? And so Paul writes, or Solomon writes here, he goes, I'm going to laugh, or this is wisdom, verse 26, I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror strikes you. When your terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then you'll call upon me, but I will not answer. You will seek me diligently, but you will not find me because you, here it is, verse 29, Mm. because why? You have what? Hated Hated what? Knowledge. Knowledge of what? The Lord. Yeah, the knowledge of God and did not choose the Fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of knowledge. And hating what God hates. Oh, yeah, loving what God loves. And loving what God loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very simple. It's um, interesting here. It says, they would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. That is um, framed with Proverbs one you You've got, because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. Or So it's the same phrase there. Yeah, that's interesting. That is framed. And I think recently you've been memorizing a verse. Yes. um, We were doing a class with a guy named John Souza, and he's the one who was part of the Salvation Army. But he was encouraging each of us to memorize a verse verse each day. And the one that I had is Proverbs 15, 23, which is crazy we're doing this podcast because it ties right into it. But it is, um, he who disdains correction, Mm -hmm. instruction, discipline kind of means those three things, despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke or reproof gets or gains understanding slash insight. Cool. Yeah. Why are you memorizing that? Uh, Well, (laughs) when I first saw it, uh, the word stuck out, he who disdains discipline, um, despises his own soul, and Mm. that really stuck out to me. And I was like, wow, so if I'm not living my life you know, within the boundaries that God set for me, if I'm not listening to people when they're giving me instruction, and if I'm not um, guarding myself from temptation and sin, then it's akin or equal to despising my own soul. And I never really thought of that before. And just to hear it in that, it's like the cold, hard truth of it. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. Because like children, you know, children crave boundaries. And you can see that, you know, if they don't have like no means no or whatever, then, you know, it's hard. And they they crave that. And even when you become an adult, and here I am, like a young adult, and I'm away from home, and I don't have my parents around, you know, guiding me like they used to. And my mom's always there mm-hmm. for me. I have a phone call away. But um, here I am having to make some decisions that are huge. And I have to be able to rule my life with the Word of God. Mm. Um, because if I don't, that's kind of scary. You despise your, you despise your own soul. <laughs> yeah. And wow. But then the second part is really cool because it's, but he who heeds rebuke or reproof, <laughs> that's like the guiding process that God uses. And it's rough. It's really rough. And God's been teaching me a lot about correction lately. But hmm. you get it. You get understanding. You can get insight. And so with that, I feel like even though I've been stretched a lot recently, like God's been giving a lot of uh, counsel to me. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to see that here in Proverbs 1 because... Um, there's that quote from Treasure of the Secret Cove that I was thinking about. It was, um, sometimes it takes the darkest night mm. to uh, for the light to shine brightest. Mm. And I was like, that's so true. 
in those dark times with you, with your cast. And I had poison ivy really bad the other week. Um, but God uses those momentary, very light sufferings to just draw us really close to him. So there's a verse in, in Hebrews, I think it is exercised. It's in Hebrews chapter um Molly, if, yeah. I think you got it. Hebrews twelve eleven. What yes. does it say? For the moment, all discipline seems painful is. rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Mm. Hebrews twelve eleven. Those who've been trained by it. Yeah. So God really trains cool. us in this sense of discipline, which is kind of cool because you don't have it. It's a training process. Mm-hmm. He has to teach it to you. And training takes effort, and the exercise yeah. sometimes is painful. Mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget. I think I've mentioned this before, but I was in seminary and living the dream. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember going up to the secretary and asking for a paper clip. <laughs> and, uh, and she pulled it out and gave it to me. And then the vice president came around. No, the president came around. Uh-huh. And uh, the first year he gave me the character award and you know, I was growing and everything. Uh-huh. The second year he rebuked me in front of everybody. Yikes. He looked at me and he goes, he goes, put the paper clip back. We're not a dispensary for you. Whoa. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, you're always using everybody else for your gain. Mm. And I'm like, whoa. I was just a paperclip, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But I was like, and I was so bitter and so mad at this guy. I'm like, who does he think he is? You know, embarrassed me in front of all these, my peers. And it was a paperclip. But I had, I was living my life in such a way that I was, I'm, I'm always ahead, you know, always mm-hmm. moving forward and, mm-hmm. You know, aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and then a good friend of mine, um, who one of my mentors, um, name was Ken. He came one day and he saw me. He goes, Mark. He goes, and he put his arm around me. Six foot four, put his arm around me. He goes, Hey. He goes, I heard about what happened in seminary. He goes, I'm I'm sorry that you had to go through that. He goes, but um, he goes, you know, he goes, he goes, you 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 are a little bit aggressive. He goes, you know, you you were down at the print shop the other day. I was there. He goes and. You had them printing a bunch of stuff for you. He goes, I know it was all right for you to do that. He goes, but you kind of made them feel like they were working for you. He goes, which makes you look a little bit like you're using people. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, he goes, hey, I love you, man. He goes, I think God's got his hand on you. He goes, but um, this might be an area that you might want to just kind of like look at and say, God, what can you teach me through all of this mm-hmm. rather than getting bitter about it? And I looked at him going like, wow, that was really cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that really helped me to grow. I mean, big time. I wouldn't be here today if I did not experience that turning that turning from bitterness. Because bitterness is like saying to some, you know, bitterness is like um, drinking poison and hoping someone else is going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, and then another time I was in uh, Hebrew class and in Greek class, our teacher allowed us to um, have an open book. And in Hebrew class, you know, we're taking quizzes and I just kind of like, I just didn't take time to really ask, but I'm thinking like mm-hmm. if it's open book in Greek, it's got to be fine in Hebrew. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just looking at things and taking the quizzes. And mm-hmm. one of my peers in the next morning, you know, he confronted me face and not pleasantly. And he goes, you cheated. And oh, I'm wow. like, no, I didn't. He goes, there was no permission to have an open book in Hebrew class. And I'm like, whoa. He goes, you cheated. And he just walked away. And I'm like, wow, did I really? I said, here I am in seminary, you know, preparing for ministry. Mm-hmm. Did I really cheat? And I'm like, wow. And I'm like, I'm not fit for this. This is wrong. And I went to my Hebrew professor and I, 
I sat down with him. I shared what I did, and I said, I, I'm really sorry. I said, but I, I'm going to withdraw. I said, I, I'm not cut out for this. He goes, did you learn anything from this? I said, yeah, I learned that I'm not cut out for this, and I'm really sorry. I said, I, I sinned. And uh, he goes, then you're the type of person we need here. Mm. And I'm like, oh, wow. And he just he's prayed with me. He loved me. Aww. He corrected me with um, tenderness and gentleness. And, you know, in the book of Psalms, it says, in gentleness, he made me great. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes we got to get roughed up. I've been roughed up a lot. Those were corrections that I needed. And then other times God has brought loving, gentle people in my life to correct mm-hmm. me. And if we, Molly, if we're willing to accept that kind of correction, it says this. It says, you know, when they, they will not have any of my counsel and despise all my reproof, they'll eat of the fruit of their own way. They'll be filled with their own devices. And so many people that's happening to today, mm-hmm. they won't listen to correction. Um, I know a guy in California, he just... He cannot be corrected. He's ruined his, his entire family. It says, for the simple are killed by the turning away. And that word turning away is they, are, um, they, they turn away from God. Mm. They, won't listen to, they won't listen to correction, reproof, or rebuke. Mm. And God, those are the three you know, levels of correction. Correction, reproof, proven wrong, and then rebuke. Mm. And then punishment, there's a fourth. It says, for the simple are killed by the, their turning away, turning away from God, and they're backsliding. And the complacency of fools destroys them. Um, that word complacency is interesting. The King James, what does it say in the King James in verse 32? I don't have the King James version Okay, I'll read here. it to you. It says this. It says, for the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that King James uses prosperity in... And the um, ESV uses complacency. And the reason that those two connect is because when things are going well and mm-hmm. you don't see any reproof or rebuke and you feel like things are going well, mm-hmm. whether it's prosperity or complacency, it's the same thing. It's like you don't need God at this point because, you know, you're sliding through life and you're prospering. So mm-hmm. you don't you don't care about what other people say. Mm-hmm. You think you can get away with it. It, it. You don't feel any, you don't feel compelled to change. And that's dangerous. And then verse 33, Proverbs 1 ends here. It says, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. That's beautiful. Yeah. You you sleep sweet. You have sweet sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And you can rest that, Lord, you're changing me. And um, it's not always easy, Mm -hmm. but um, I have this peace inside of me. Mm -hmm. And when we have that kind of peace... We know that God is with us and changing us, and we can move forward and look forward to the morning where there's a new day ahead of us, and God is ready to open new doors for us to walk through. But it only happens if we're willing to accept correction. Mm. Molly, we look forward to doing this soon. Chapter 2 next. I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited. We're going to talk about searching for wisdom more than silver, gold, and hidden treasure. Beautiful. That'll be next. God bless. You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts.
If you have a question you would like to submit for the Lamplighter team, visit lamplighter.net slash podcast and fill out the form. That's lamplighter.net slash podcast.